Russia's invasion of Ukraine last week pushed the S&P 500 beyond the correction line of minus 10% and into the minus 12% range from its November levels of 4,700. Early last November was when we first discussed much higher volatility for the first half of 2022 and the likelihood of the first correction in the markets since March of 2020 in mid first quarter of this year. If you were perfect selling the early January top of the S&P 500, you would have avoided 13.5%. If you did so, and you have a documented history of repeating this market timing feat consistently, give us a call here. The investment team at Oak Harvest is looking to hire. I'm Chris Paris, Chief Investment Officer at Oak Harvest Financial Group, and we're in the midst of a sloppy, choppy, messy time period our team has been foreshadowing for months. However, I want to bring a little optimism to what might be investors' otherwise gloomy outlook. Let's call this episode Conflicted Markets and high volatility bring the few true buy and mold opportunities for equities. Why? Because as retail investor, time is on your side. First off, viewers, let me be clear. I am not one bit dismissive of the horrible events transpiring in Eastern Europe, Ukraine, and Russia. My prayers go out to families on both sides of the border who have been brought into this event by powers beyond their control. Viewers, this discussion will be focused on what it might mean for your money and the markets. So here's some data on military conflicts and their outcomes on the overall stock markets. The first set of data and charts were published by Tom Lee's group at Fundstrat. Historically, the last five invasion conflicts from the Vietnam War through the Crimean crisis, on all five occasions, the overall stock markets rallied on the invasion. Viewers, please recall your history books. World War II was the beginning, not ending, of a multi-decade bull market. I'm not saying that this is World War III. However, I am saying there's a good chance we are marking the lower region for the S&P 500 for the year, just as we did in prior conflict periods. Why could this happen a sixth time? First off, few American companies have significant exposure to Russia, and thus sanctions should have less impact here than in general in Europe. Historically, invasions mainly cause heightened uncertainty and short-term volatility in the near term, which we know has already been high with the Federal Reserve concerns. This higher volatility causes short-term PE contraction. However, this entire event is also likely to cause a reversal of some of the negative institutional positioning that was in the market coming in to the end of February. What do I mean? The data shows that large investors ramped up their hedging and shorting in January on the way down, anticipating more volatility due to our Federal Reserve acting earlier than they had been expected. So these big players bought insurance as those prices were increasing. I have a chart here that Larry Williams has presented only a few times in the last five years. It's a proprietary signal he uses for data about professional hedgers. It's a great contrary indicator much the same way that AAII retail investor sentiment data we've discussed in the past is. What is it saying now? It's saying for the first time in two years, the overall market is a buy and mold. It's a close your eyes, try to disregard your churning stomach and buy some of your favorite names with good growth prospects and better valuations now that they're down 15 to 30%. The last time this signal went off was March, 2020, when Mr. Williams came out publicly in the depths of the COVID sell-offs saying, now is the time to buy. Our team was quoting him back then and following his work because his signals have proven very effective over time. However, remember viewers, no one signal, 
proprietary or not, is perfect. This event, Russia invading Ukraine, at the end of February, gave those hedging investors a bit of a cherry on top of a Sunday kicker for those short positions. What do I mean? I mean, the Russian invasion gave their short positions a little extra boost right into the month end. However, these events of Russia invading Ukraine are likely quite negative over the few months for many of those short positions. How? While these events shouldn't dramatically change the Federal Reserve's interest rate path this year, they do still need to raise short-term interest rates. It is very likely that it will cause them to change the tone of messaging. It is likely that their messaging will become softer and make it clearer earlier in their path. Viewers, the markets can adjust to higher interest rates. They just want a clearer view of the path that the Fed is taking for 2022. A second interesting chart in data series, Mr. Williams presents, is one that compares the value of the stock market to bonds. As one can see, this one moves a little faster than Williams' other indicators. But it has been five for five the last four years finding buying opportunities near, not necessarily at, market lows. That indicator is flashing its six buy signal in four years. One final chart of Mr. Williams is what his 2022 forecast for the path of the markets might be for the year. He first started publishing these signals years ago. And sure enough, year to date, his path forecasts, not necessarily levels, have been pretty damn good. Here it is. A steep drop in January, followed by another one into the end of February to make a low, and then a multi-month rally starting in March. Will Mr. Williams once again prove prescient? I don't know, but his path work has been fantastic for the last three years. If you subscribe to his cycle work, which we do, we are nearing the end of the correction. Finally, one topic of volatility. As we discussed back in November, two indicators we like to look at are the move index, which tracks bond volatility, and secondly, VIX futures relative to where the spot index is, which is the number often quoted on TV. First, the move index is now close to 100. This is extremely high, and X, the COVID collapse, has only been higher for about four weeks the last 10 years. Think of that. Over the past 500 weeks, X COVID, Treasury bond volatility, and therefore collateral damage it creates has been higher for only four weeks. As the Fed path becomes more clear, one should expect this number to decline. A calmer Treasury bond market, even at higher overall interest rates, would likely flow through to all other risk-oriented classes as leveraged players would feel more comfortable with their strategies. As for stock volatility, its peak was Thursday, February 24th. The cost of insuring your portfolio for the next 30 days cost almost 20% more than it did to insure your portfolio for 90 days. That makes no economic sense and it smells of forced selling and panic. Yes, it can get more backward and readings have been as high as 30 or 35% for short periods of time. However, historically, they haven't lasted long. This fear is finally getting to levels of being bullish. Viewers, even should we begin the normal seasonal rally in March as forecast by Larry Williams, we would expect volatility to remain elevated for the first half of the year. As we have said for a while, this was not going to be a very fun first half of 2022. However, with markets now reaching into the correction zone, opportunities are presenting themselves for long-term investors. With the continued volatility that we expect, our investment team recommends that you get on the phone and give our team a call and ask to speak to one of our financial advisors and planners. Set up a meeting and sit down with our team and let us walk you through how the sequence of returns can affect your retirement plan every bit or more 
than the average investment return your current advisor is generating you. Viewers, give us a call here at 877-896-0040 and give Oak Harvest a chance to help you into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris and have a great weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results.